Welcome. It's so great to be together again with you. I'm glad that you are here. As we begin today, I want you to know that we have been praying specifically for you. If there is something going on in your life that you need prayer for, feel free to reach out right now and let us know how we can partner with you in prayer that God will break through on your behalf. Today, we're going to be wrapping up our series on how to operate in the rhythms of life and our spiritual disciplines. And I want to ask you a question. This week and the things that you faced, did you include God in the rhythms of your life? Did you include God in every part of it? Or were there parts of your life that you began to operate in autopilot? You know, sometimes we can become so good at doing the different things that we know we need to. Reading God's word, spending time with him in worship, even in adoration, or meditating upon his word. But then still carry the burdens of the week with us, just going from one task to the next. But God invites us to turn to him in our struggles, in the things that we face. So in those things, we can see his power overcome him. In the past few weeks, we've been a series on rhythms, and we've explored how to be with God, how being with him is better than doing for him, of how to pray without doubting, of truly believing that God will work on our behalf, of how to bring all of ourselves, even the messy parts, those parts that we'd like to hide, because God loves us, the real us, not the perfected us that we want to present to him. We've also been encouraged to walk with God in consistency and to surrender our lives to him daily. And today we're gonna to take it to the final conclusion of how we trust God even when we have been walking with him, but we remain in the unanswered state of our lives where we are pressing in and saying, God, I will be with you. I will walk with you. I will trust you. I will surrender to you in prayer. But yet we still face the situations of life without seeing situations changed. We're going to talk about how to trust God in those. See, being, becoming a Christian does not eliminate all of the difficulties that we're going to face. In your life, trials will take place. But God invites us to trust him in the things that we are facing. It is in these moments that he refines us, that he draws us deeper into his love, into his comfort, that we can rely on him to raise us up on the, the wings of eagles, that we can walk with him through those desert places to get to our promised land. It is how we respond in these difficult situations that define and deepen our character. Jesus himself warned us in John 16, that in him we will have peace and in the world we will have tribulation, but take heart, he says, I have overcome the world. He didn't hold anything back, did he? Jesus didn't say, if you just believe your life is going to be good. He said, in the world you will have tribulations, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So let me say to you, the things that you are facing right now that is a part of being in the world. And Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulations. These difficulties are not necessarily as a result of something that you have done wrong. But God knew that you were going to face them. And his response to that is to say, turn to me. Because I have overcome the world. And as I have overcome the world, I have power to overcome your situations. So don't hold back from him. The first principle I want to highlight for us today is we are called to turn toward God and ask him to intervene. 
See, if we're going to trust God, we can't figure out how to endure the things that we are facing. It's easy to just keep picking things up and carrying them. But God wants us to turn towards him and to ask him for his help. He wants us to not just endure, but to turn towards him. There's more than just merely praying and asking God to intervene. There is a physical turning of our presence into God's midst. Then we say, I will align my faith with the things that God has said that will be true. The fact that he is in control, that he is victorious, that he works all things together for good. So I will turn my physical presence into his midst and I will face him, allowing him to take control of my life. In the Old Testament, there was a man named Hezekiah. He was a king over God's people. And in the later part of his life, Hezekiah got sick. I want to read it. If you have your Bible with you, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 20. Verse 1 says, In those days Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet said to him, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Now, O Lord, please remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And before Isaiah had gone out of the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him, Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. Hezekiah hears that he is going to die. And his first response is to seek God and plead for his life. It said that he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. This is a physical displaying of his dependency upon God. He physically displayed dependency of saying, I will not seek anything else. I'm not going to just simply get my affairs in order as the Lord instructed, but I'm going to turn towards the Lord and I'm going to cry out to him. Part of the rhythm of our lives is turning towards God first before we do anything else. As a result, God relented and Hezekiah lived another 15 more years. And a part of our spiritual life, we need to learn to be people that turn to God first. When things are less than perfect, we often can go into autopilot, managing them and letting things just, the details begin to get figured out. But God says, call to me. And he is a part of it. So in the trials that we face, in the challenges that you are going through this week, God wants you to know that he was with you in them. And in this upcoming week, he wants you to turn towards him in the things that you will be facing. As Psalms 4.1 says, Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. May we call out to God, knowing that he hears our prayers. See, we can spend time with God in our devotions, read his word, know his promises. We can memorize them, but to get them to go from here to here, where we truly incorporate them into our actions, into our thoughts, into our emotions. It begins with us saying, I'm going to keep God in the middle, and I'm going to choose to trust him. It is part of the prayer of surrender, of waking up every day and saying, I will surrender my life to God. But going throughout the rest of our day, 
saying, I'm going to continue to live like this. I'm going to be with God in every moment. I'm not going to pick the burdens back up. See, so often we go through our checklist of spiritual disciplines. How do I need to align my life with God? Okay, I need to start with the prayer of surrender. I need to spend time in his word. I need to pray. I need to take time to meditate. And we go through the checklist. But then the difficulties of the day and the week, they begin to pile on. And we've already done our good Christian checklist. And we forget to incorporate all of our spiritual disciplines throughout the entirety of our day. A life of trusting God means we drop things with him. And we allow them to stay there with him throughout the entirety of the 24-7 period. That we are constantly saying, God, I want you. I invite you into these things. I don't want to just go through the motions, but I want to come to you in everything. The second principle for us today is we need to learn to embrace the peace that God offers. See, being righteous does not exempt us from the trials of life. We are going to go through difficulties. Everyone in this world was born into, into a fallen state. We were born with what's called original sin. That we are born less than perfect. That we walk as babies. We are born as babies in a relationship that is separate from God. But God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, down here to bring a restoration between humanity and God. So that if we believe in Jesus, he can reconcile us to himself. And we can receive that loving relationship with God. But this is a personal choice each one of us has to make. It is a, a free will that we get to choose to say, I will choose to trust in God. I will choose to give my life to him and walk with him every single day. Ephesians 2.14 talks about Jesus as our peace that he is the one who unites us and breaks down our barriers. See, Jesus is the incarnate peace that has been referenced and alluded to all throughout Old Testament prophecy. He was called the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Jesus is the personified peace that is now incarnate that brings that peace to us. And here in today's day, we now have the ability to receive that same peace. Because when Jesus gave up his life, he sent back the Holy Spirit to come and to dwell within us so that the very presence of God can be within us. And as the presence of God dwells in us, we can live in a state of peace because the presence of God is there. The presence of God is in our midst. And instead of allowing the chaos of life to build up, we can rely on the fact that the Prince of Peace as our Savior is the one who offers us peace and has sent back the, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, to come and dwell with us. That we can have far more peace and understanding in every situation. Jesus talked about how he was our peace. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Luther says that these are last words. 
as one who is about to go away and saying goodbye or goodnight and giving his blessing. But if you look at the text, the peace that Jesus is giving is not the shalom. It is not the, the shalom peace that is referred to in Jewish culture, where you walk up and you say, peace, peace be with you, shalom. That is the peace that the world gives. This is a peace that Jesus brings that hushes the fears, calms the storms, brings peace and stillness to the agony within our souls, can save and reconcile the lost, the hurting, and the broken. Yeah, in fact, the actual word used here in the text is a completely different Greek word. Instead of being shalom, it is irenemen. It is a completely different word. And Jesus is not giving his blessing. He is not blessing and saying goodbye to the people. He's saying he has another plan for full healing, to bring about their peace. But again, each one of us has to choose to embrace the peace that God offers every day. This requires more than reading scripture, more than having knowledge of God, more than spending time in worship. It involves us saying, God, you have the entirety of my life and my heart and every situation that I face. It requires that we embrace the fullness of God's peace by turning our hearts to God, turning towards him not away from him in difficulties, that there is a constant trust in our hearts that we know that he is in control. That's my third principle for today. Will we put our trust in God? Choose to be someone to put your full trust in God. Are you fully invested in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you allowing him to transform you, to draw you deeper, to speak to you, to bring comfort and healing to you, to carry the weights that you have so you don't have to carry them anymore. So let me ask you a question again that I asked at the beginning. Did you go into autopilot this week? Did you wake up and say your prayer of surrender to the Lord? Read your word, God's word. Did you pray? Did you spend time meditating on his word, trusting him, bringing yourself into his presence, but then go on to carry about the, the responsibilities of your life? Let me encourage you, continue to open up those areas that God can be at work in them as well. Because when we go into autopilot, we miss the beauty of what God is doing. So often there are things that we do not have understanding for. We do not know why things are taking place, but we can continue to turn towards God. And in the midst of the things that we face, we can say, God, I will put my trust in you, my full and complete trust that you are in charge. God is calling us to turn toward him and remain with him in everything that we face. John 16, 33, Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. When we are facing difficulties or uncertainty in our lives, when we genuinely don't know what our future looks like, we can find peace by surrendering and trusting in God. As Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. That means that instead of relying on ourselves, on our own plans or our own wisdom, doing what we think we should do, 
We choose to put our trust in the Lord, for his ways are higher. When we say, God, whatever you have for this situation, not my way, but yours, and surrender to him in everything, we are able to experience true peace. The question marks are still there, but we walk through them with contentment and confidence in our God. Despite what you are facing, choose to believe that God is bigger than the question marks. Are you ready to trust in the Lord with all of your heart? God wants to be with you in everything that you are facing. Jesus said that he came that you might have life and live it abundantly. So rather than just dealing with the challenges of life, I encourage you to embrace God's peace and trust him fully with the things that you are going through. If you have your Bible, would you turn to Romans 8, verse 35? This passage eloquently talks about the love of Jesus and how he strengthens us in difficult times. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus offers us his peace, the peace that calms a storm, the peace that stills those fears and anxieties within us. The peace that brings healing and restoration to broken bodies and broken relationships. The peace that Jesus offers is available to each one of us. But the choice is yours. Will you turn towards God fully, not turning away, but in fullness turning towards God, trusting him through the things that you face? See, we don't just bring our burdens to God and then pick them back up. We don't go into autopilot, managing the details because, you know, God doesn't care about the details of our life, because he does. But we rather allow God to help us build strong, strong lives that are built upon a trust in him so that we can press on through anything. That we, we use all of these different tools together to say, I will be consistent and faithful in my walk with God. I will bring my whole self to God. I will surrender myself to God. I will spend time with God. I will meditate upon his word. And I will fully trust in him. As believers, we are called to be dependent on God for our very life. In your life. Let me encourage you. Turn towards God and ask him to intervene in the things that you are facing. Stop trying to carry the weight alone. Also, embrace the peace that has been offered to you. Jesus Christ came to give you life, that you might have it and live it abundantly. Receive him as your peace giver, as your healer. And receive the Holy Spirit as the one who can come and dwell within you, going with you everywhere that you go. And then each and every day, choose to put your trust in God. Choose to put your trust in the fact that God, who is faithful, 
will continue to walk with you until the end of time. As John 16, 33 said, in the world you will have tribulation. So do not fret that you have had a rough year, a rough decade, a rough week. Do not fret if things do not look the way that you had planned them to. If there are still question marks in your life, continue to keep your face turned towards God because he says, take heart, I have overcome the world. God knows what he has in store for you. So continue to look towards him. Don't allow your life to go into autopilot. Don't allow yourself to try and figure out the details, but invite God into every area. Embrace the peace he offers and trust that he will handle the situations. I invite you right now, wherever you are, whether you are sitting at home by yourself or you're sitting with a group of friends around a coffee shop, would you take a moment and would you reflect upon where you are? What is God calling you to trust him in deeper? Are there situations where you have been an autopilot? Are there situations where you have just been operating because life is so busy? Now is the time to put that burden before the Lord and say, God, I need your direction. I need your comfort. I need your sustenance. If you are sick and you need a physical ailment, I invite you to bring all of yourself to God today. God wants to bring healing to you. If you are in financial or relational difficulties, maybe you are in a season of grief, God wants to continue to be at work in all of those areas of your life. He is the one who brings peace to your storms. So look to him. Let him bring comfort to you and direction and vision in this time. As we go into this next song, I invite you to talk to God. Invite him into these areas of your life. And much like Hezekiah, where he turned towards the Lord and he called out to him, begin to call out to God. Ask him to direct you, to go with you, to strengthen you, to remind you that he is for you and that he has overcome the things that you are facing. God, we thank you that you are with us and that you love us. I thank you that you sent Jesus down here to provide a way to, for us to be restored into relationship with you. May we never forget that intimate relationship that you offer to us. May we embrace that in every moment, in every thought, in everything that we face. May we remember that we are in a restored relationship with you, that we do not walk alone, but that we walk together, united with the Son of God. May we trust in you. May we take on the peace that you give and the comfort and the healing that you offer. Help us to put our trust in you fully as we surrender to you, direct our lives, and bring the restoration, direction, and healing that is needed in each situation. Amen.